Okay, is it is it Defo episode fifty six? Yes, even though I've written fifty five at the top of my notes, it is definitely fifty six. It's Defo fifty six. Yes, I'm going to check now. Even though I'm before yes. I say it on the thing, I'm going to check. It is. I'm going to check. Hello, listeners, and um, welcome to episode fifty six of the Picky Bastards podcast. Um, as you can tell. It's unfortunately another episode hosted by me, Sam. Um, but with me, as always, are Fran. Hello, Fran. Hello, Sam. How's it? I'm not, it's not unfortunate that you're hosting. I'm very excited for a second Sam hosting well, session. It's going to be wild. Um, yep. And we've got Matt as well. Hello, Matt. Hello. Yeah, I'm excited because it, it means that I don't have to host. <laughs> That's the main reason. You two have done this way more than I have. So yeah, still I always forget fresh. everything. And stumble <laughs> over all my words. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Th- so this podcast, um, we've got six albums. Um, we've got four new releases uh, picked by Matt and Fran, and we've got a classic and a why I love. Um, so that's the format. If if you've never heard us before and you're here for the first time, welcome. Um, see what you think at the end um but if if everyone else you know the drill um it's an interesting mix of albums on this playlist as always um and those albums are um i told bessie by elucid i think it's called elucid yeah um yeah. moona by moona um in amber by hercules and love affair uh, my other people by tv priest and then the classic is ingenue by katie lang and then I will be saying why I love George Michael, specifically the album Older. Um, so yeah, let's just get started. Um, let's do it. Start with Matt. Um, which of the albums made you most want to see the artist's live show? Yeah, so I thought this is a good question. So kudos to you, Sam. Um, and <laughs> I, I specifically I ended up picking uh, Muna for this. And oh. the reason was, I, I, like, I, I generally quite enjoyed this album um but b the reason i tripped this is I, I have no idea what the show would be i like i haven't really read up about them i know this isn't the f- first album but i don't know if like like a kind of bunch of indie kids would show up whether it's a bunch of pop stars mm. whether it's some like goffy synth lords like <laughs> who, who what would the show be and so i i'd quite enjoy to see that surprise see see what turns up and and so as as i can as i can imagine all these different shows it i think it really reflects kind of the album it varies quite a lot um mm. the like thinking about the first three tracks you have like uh silk chiffon which feels like this massive summertime hit that would just be playing on all the like American radios and like in people doing road trips in their cars and like movies <laughs> and stuff. Um, and then it switches to the next song, which sounds, I don't know, to me it sounds very Lady Gaga, um, but Sam is obviously an, an expert, so he, he might say not. Um, but it feels like that kind of brand of pop. And then it switches into like the, the, the song after that, really like dark, dark and quirky synths. Um, which I th- felt like that. I think that was song was "Runners High," mm. and that that one in particular was like really in my wheelhouse of like these dark, moody synths doing weird stuff, making weird noises. 
And so the, like the opening tracks were really, really great. Um, I feel like after the, that point, it's kind of settled into a bit of a groove. Um, it's maybe a little less exciting, but I felt each song had something interesting going for it, uh, something a bit, a little bit different. Um, and so I, I kind of like enjoyed the album in its entirety. There was always something to keep me entertained musically. Um, so I, I, yeah, generally really quite like this album. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do okay. You, Fran, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, well, I, I'll be honest, I went into this album really expecting not to like it. Um, and honestly, part of me wanted to hate it because, Sam, I know you're a big fan of the band and, and I like to disagree with one of you. Um, <laughs> yeah quite regularly so I, I was i was hoping this was going to be a chance to do that but but i can't lie i, I like this album quite a lot actually um i wasn't sure at first uh the original originally the sort of low points of it stuck out to me um there's a couple of songs i don't like i'll get to them later but they were the ones that sort of i first took notice of and thought oh, i'm not going to like this but as a whole it just kept growing on me this month um and i'd say over the last week i've been listening to it quite a lot um i think there are a few things particularly I really like about it. I think, you know, it's, it's a pop album, but it feels like it's got some real bite to it um, as well. It feels like Matt's kind of touched on this, but there's a real aggression in the synths on a couple of the songs, um, particularly yeah. what I want and runners high, which I think are the ones that Matt mentioned um, that, yeah, that makes it feel a little bit different to some similar albums. And there's something else I, uh, I really liked about it that I, I don't, it shouldn't be a big deal in 2022 but it still kind of is a lot of the time you don't hear it. And I think the fact that they just so openly sing about same sex relationships and same sex attraction, and it's not like all about how hard life can be. It's just, it's their life and they're singing about it. They just seem really confident. And I, I like that. Um, I think it was kind of, yeah, it, it pulled me in. And I think that they do, st- they do tell good stories. Um, yes. Yeah, so in, in a way it's kind of the longer I listen to it, it's just kind of, irresistible really um some of it's very catchy um i liked no idea i liked anything but me i like solid um obviously i'm a fan of uh silk chiffon which has a great verse from phoebe bridges um but yeah like i say there's a couple that are definitely less for me uh, kind of kind of girl is pretty horrendous um i was glad i had a skip button for that song it's a little bit too much for me uh, but that's the only one i couldn't really get into at all I, I wasn't a big fan of loose garment um i found it less interesting than a lot of the rest of the album but still it's it's not horrible um but yeah this was an album i didn't really have any hopes for at all um i only really picked it because i know it's on phoebe's phoebe bridges label um there's been a lot of good stuff coming out on that label so that was part of the reason also i thought it was going to give me a chance to take the piss out of sam um but at the end of the day i really liked it i think you know i always do a top 50 list at the end of the year this will definitely get into that list wow. I would say. I'm, I'm not sure how high uh, i'm not sure how high but um it, it will get into that list which is a lot more than i was expecting to get from it so yeah i was a fan wow nice. i'm i'm really surprised um, but I'm I'm so glad you picked this because like obviously I couldn't pick a new release and I would have done yeah. I would have picked this. Um, I think this was like nearly my most listened to album of the year before it had been released, just based oh, really? on like the four singles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's it's most definitely my most listened to album and probably will be at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, th- this is this is fantastic. This is front to back. Um, the best album they've released so far. This is the their third album. Um, and it's it's 
the I loved I loved the first two albums. I think um they 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 captured a kind of side of pop that is really really interesting. Um, as a group, they 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 have so much energy and kind of drive. And you said like they have lots of bite to them. Mm. And I think lyrically they really do. Um, I think, but there's definitely a change between those first two albums, which were released on like a major label. And it always felt like the band shouldn't be doing that. Like they shouldn't, then they're not the, the people that were going to their shows and the people that are at their gigs are not, the major label types like it, it mm. they they're way cooler than that they're way more interesting and it feels like this switch to phoebe bridges label and that kind of audience has been massive for them it's given them so much confidence and yeah. i think what i want is the clearest example of that that to me is like the most moona song ever and yet the most the the biggest and like best kind of anthem they've ever had that is it's it's huge that song mm. um and hearing a band so tuned into their own experiences as queer people as uh female people as non- non-binary people um it's it's such a unique perspective and they do it effortlessly it never Mm. feels forced it never feels crowbarred into these songs yeah um and it's what makes the album front to back work so well because it it it, it's a it's a solid punch of an album it's like 30 minutes and you're in you've got 12 tracks here we're going and every single song i could pick out every single one here um i think anything for me i was already that, that's probably going to be my song of the year. Um, mm. Overall, I've listened to that so much. <laughs> I think David is sick of hearing that song. <laughs> I like, I love Home by Now and Solid um, and Silk Chiffon. That they're, they're all kind of like the pop hits I would have already expected from the band. Um, but I love Kind of Girl. Um, mm. and I thought I think, you would. I think Handle Me does a similar thing um, where it's this kind of like country kind of influence in there this kind of like 90s shania kind of yeah. um influence yeah. in there and i think it's a really unique take on it um i, I think handle me is a bit less dramatic with it yeah, though i think that's why that song really could... goes in on it and yeah but but there was a song on their previous album called um oh god what was it called i can't remember <laughs> what it was called now um but it, uh, th- there was a song that was kind of similar to that previously, mm. and and it's it's been my favorite song of theirs so far, um, and this feels like a kind of return to that. Um, but I think it makes the album quite interesting. I think I think there's lots going on, like like mm. you've both mentioned Runners High. That that feels like a different take on it, and a, a different, interesting sound. Um, yeah, it, I, I think Katie is a lead singer she she has a really interesting voice um a mm. really unique voice that i think um really lends itself to this more this more like left field pop band it's like these are out and out pop songs that could be played on all of these stations like you mentioned lady gaga and stuff and it's like absolutely and yet there's something about the way that they do it and the way that they're performing it or the the way that they're writing the lyrics that makes them seem way cooler than that. Um, and yeah. 
like the like self-proclaimed like the best band in the world like they were saying that on their first album and it's like who the <laughs> hell are these like what why are they doing this and yet it really right now it really feels like for me there isn't anyone doing this as well as they are um and th- this is this is such a good album um and this this possibly album of the year for me oh wow um, okay so we'll see could be coming back um, the podcast could be coming back. but yeah. yeah that was good I'm yeah. I'm amazed that you. Look how like how out of place would I feel at a Muna gig, Sam? That's my question. Because <laughs> no, I've been listening to it and thinking I'd quite like to go and see these, but I've I've got tickets to go see them because like mm. I saw them at Club Academy and um, okay. was the last oh, wow. shows they did here. It's like tiny, um, yeah. and the audience was like wild. They were like hardcore fans, and that was for the second album. So yeah, yeah. we were two albums in by that point. So they had lots of songs, um, but yeah, they're doing Albert Hall. So I mean, okay. Um, Worst case, you can sit up top and watch yeah, the crowd yeah. downstairs going wild. Yeah, yeah might, do it. Um, might do it. But yeah, they're they're really really good live. I'd suggest both of you see it and um, see them live just just to experience that. It's such a good band live. Yeah, um, I can imagine it'd be a very fun show. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go on. Let's go up to Fran. Um. So which album was the least engaging for you this month? Time for some negativity. Um, yeah, this is one of the easiest questions I've ever been asked on the podcast, uh, and I'm not going to talk for long. I was entirely unengaged by this month's classic from KD Lang. It's just so boring and uninspiring to me. Um, like the plodding opening song all the way to the end, very, very little grabs me. Um, I found it quite basic. Um, like the guitars are very slow, very smooth, and I find the vocals quite flat. Um, I just I have real questions about how this gained any kind of classic status, as as there was very little there for me. Um, Constant craving, the final song, is maybe the only song that has something. Um, but you know, I would not have got to that song if I wasn't doing this for the podcast. I would have given up on the album very quickly, and I didn't listen to it a lot um, because I was so bored. And, and I'm bored of talking about it, and so that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'll jump in because uh, I it. I pick this. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I don't disagree with you really because mm. I I do I do think it is quite slow and it is quite um, it's pulling from like genres that I don't think are your thing, and um, mm. so I'm not surprised that you're not a big fan of it. Um, yeah. And I do, I do think it takes a while for the album to pick up, and I, there's lots on here that I do, I did really enjoy, um, but nearly all of it is in the second half. Mm. Um, I think like Tears of Love's Recall, Still Thrives This Love, Season of Hollow Soul. I think they're all standout tracks for me, and they're, they're in like the last five songs, and then Constant Craving. That's the, by far the best song here. Yeah. It's the biggest hit of Katie Lang's career by the looks of it, um, was a huge moment um, and feels a bit more, um, because this was a quite a big change of direction for her, I think, um, when I was reading up. Like, it was, it pulls from a lot of sounds that are kind of like classic, classic sounds rather than, um, there's some folkier moments, but there's also some like more like lounge type vibes on like, yeah. with, like Bossa Nova and things like that. Um I, yeah, so I think it makes, for me, it makes the album actually feel a bit better to listen to now. I wonder if if this sounded like everything else in the 90s did. Um, and I imagine the other stuff that 
I've I've heard a couple of other songs of Katie Lang's and they they are a bit more folksy um, okay. and a bit more singer songwriter ish. I feel like as an album, this probably stands out, but maybe it's not the stuff oh. of hers that would appeal more to you. Mm, um, so so yeah, I I I quite enjoyed it, but yeah, like you say, it's not. It wasn't like wow, this has really grabbed me. Mm. Um, I think we'll get on to why I probably enjoyed it more um, in the in the context of the playlist later. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, what, what did you think, Matt? I I I was confused by this album. It was <laughs> it kept I don't know. It kept it felt like it kept switching from this like some of it was very downbeat and morose, and then there'd be something so lighthearted mm. to go with it that um, it. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Like, Miss Chatterline at the beginning. It felt like it could almost be, like, for a Pixar movie or something. <laughs> um, with all just, like, so much... It had, like, a lot of instrumentation, and it was, like, very layered, but all in a very, like, bright way. Um, it just felt very... It was just a little much. And then go, swinging the other way, it was also a little much. Um, just, like very ploddy mm. but like, like you say it does pick up a lot in the second half so I, I i wholeheartedly agree with sam like it's it's there's a lot there is stuff in here that's like really interesting and like this like is a good listen it's just um maybe hard to get to and um, i specifically the the songs uh still thrives of love and season of the hollow soul which sam mentioned like they're great I'm, like, I'm wincing every time you say a song title from it because even the song titles annoy me. Um, every time yeah, you say one, it's ugh, well, but... like weird emo shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, it does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Good argument. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird. It's it's dated. It's as an album, maybe not. Because it, it, like, I googled it once and was like, "Oh, like, all of a sudden, everyone's really into this album that I've never heard of before." There were so well, many news articles I, about it. I, I'd picked it out. I had Katie Lang down as like someone to pick because she's had such a big influence for so many years. Um, massive, massive artist in in lots of certain spheres, and yet this was like by far the album that is everyone's like, this is the mm. one to listen to. This was the biggest one. And it's also, I yeah. think her most successful one. This was like the one that like won a Grammy and like was mm. like one of the bigger albums of the year kind of in terms of like actual commercial success, mm. um, which is really interesting to me because it just doesn't <laughs> feel like that. No. Um, but yeah. Okay. Let's That's leave cool. that. Let's leave the yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Get away from it. And move on to hopefully some <laughs> albums that, we all liked or didn't like. Um, I want to talk about Elucid, okay. which was the first Do one it. on the playlist, because um, this is the complete opposite of everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, um, I really wanted to like this album. There's so much going on here that's really interesting. I think the production's really intriguing. It's really dynamic as a performer. Um, but it, I just didn't click in the way that some of the other like hip-hop albums have recently. Um, I like the kind of hazy, smoky production. Um, it's really dark, the, the sound of this album. Um, but that sort of just keeps going. 
and it feels like there needs to be a bit more of a kind of a, maybe a bit more energy or a bit more brightness every now and again. Mm. Um, it's like it's kind of got that vibe thing to it, where it's like the, the the album doesn't really need to go anywhere because we're trying to set a mood. Mm. Um, yeah. And I need just a bit more going on outside of that. I, th- I think like there's there's a few songs like Old Magic and Impasse. Um, I think the performance is really good on those, but I think other, the, I think uh, there was a song Smile Lines that feels very different and there's, mm. there's like a more guitar led sound and, and that really changed it up and um, I quite enjoyed that bit. But yeah, for the, for the most part, it was hard to pick out any discernible difference between a lot of the stuff. Like there would be other rappers or other singers would come on the songs. I'd be like, is this the same song as the last one? Um, it's and yeah, I didn't hate it. I, it's just it didn't gra- grab me in the way mm. that some of the other recent stuff we've done has. Um, so yeah, who wants to yeah. go next? I mean, you're, some of what you're saying is similar. I think I liked it a little bit more to yeah. than you did, but I do have some similar thoughts. So I think I'll, I'll jump in. Um, yeah, I go mean, my my reaction kind of interested me in a way. It was kind of immediately I felt like I should really like it. I found it fast. Like kind of fascinating, kind of captivating. There's a lot of layers. Like Sam said, it's it switches up a lot. Uh, well, at first it switches up a lot. And I think it's quite, the whole thing's quite murky, quite claustrophobic. But yeah, then it has like the big burst of energy on on Smile Lines, which I'd, is more a rock song than yeah. anything else. Um, <laughs> and I did read that he's um, apparently been uh, listening to the Mars Volta a lot and, and wanted to do a song similar to them. So that's where that came from. But um but yeah, I think the album keeps you guessing a little bit more than maybe Sam thinks. Um, but but yeah, it's pretty abstract. It's a bit arty, but then it does have some earworms and hooks as well. I think like there's no doubt he can write a chorus when he wants to. I think Nostrand and, and Old Magic have really good choruses. Um, and yeah, but it's it's a weird one because I, the same, didn't really... It didn't really totally grab me. Every time I really closely listened to it, like if I was on a walk and it was in my headphones, I would get drawn in but then I never got the urge to go and put it on like I did with the Mooner album or, or one of the other albums on the list. Like I, I would, I would actively go and put them on separately to the playlist. So it didn't call to me it, and I don't know if I'll really hear it again. Um, and I'm not hundred percent sure why, like I'm not sure what's holding me away from it. I think maybe it is a little obtuse, um, but then I would really recommend people listen to it because I do think it's interesting. Um, there's a guy on it a lot, Billy Woods, and they're actually in a, a group together, Lucid and, and Billy Woods usually, and Billy Woods' album came out earlier this year, solo album, and that is is similar, but it does really grab you. So if you even were slightly interested in this one, I'd say okay. listen to the Billy Woods album from earlier in the year because I think it's got a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I landed. It was kind of I liked it, but I probably won't hear it again. Yeah, cool. Matt, I I really like this album. Okay. I, I I think it took me a while to get to it, um, but. I think it has a really interesting like ebb and flow to it. I think like like you mentioned, the beats are like weird and murky and like mm. like the the in a cupboard somewhere else. Um, <laughs> and then the delivery. Uh, I think the thing that connected most for me is like his delivery. It's so it feels very raw and authentic and like almost instinctive. And I think that a lot of that comes from his ability to convey the emotion through his delivery. He's very emotive in his style. And so even when it felt like, you know me, I'm not like 
digging into the lyrics too much. Mm-hmm. Or um, So when it felt dense or not straightforward, I feel like I could easily pick up the vibe, which was mm-hmm. mostly pretty downbeat. Uh, um, but it, it was easy to feel, like like emotionally connect with it. I think without like having to intellectually connect with it. Um, I also like that. Like a lot of times, he, he veered towards spoken spoken more just spoken word as opposed to just mm. full on rapping. And I think that again added a little bit more like diversity in his delivery. Um. I think yeah, like I would have been interesting to hear maybe some more diverse voices on here. Mm. Like I really liked Sardonyx, where he had a bunch of guests, um, and so it would have been more interesting to maybe hear someone other than like Billy Woods, who appears <laughs> like eight hundred times in the album. Yeah. It's kind of weird because they're in a band together, and this was meant to be a solo album, but then Billy Woods is on half the album. So yeah, strange one. Um. Yeah, I like it's 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 inter- I like hadn't heard of him. Um, it's interesting to hear like another, maybe more eccentric, rapper. Mm. That because I've I've got like Kel Chris who features on this. I'd like really like him now, and I think they're doing sit like similar weird arty rap music. Mm. Um, and it's also like listening to this. This album's written about my neighborhood, um, and yeah. And so, like, Nostrand is the road I live on. Oh, really? <laughs> so, wow. wow. Oh, wow. So I, I've been able to, like, put it on and just walk around the neighborhood a bit. And, like, it, it's a very different vibe to the vibe that I feel, especially in the summer, because the summer, it's so full of life and vibrant mm. right now. Um, but it's an interesting juxtaposition. There's so many albums written about where you live. Why is there no albums written about my street? You, you know, we do the <laughs> Nars and it's like, oh, that's why I, I go on that train line. And the Annabee Savage, there was a song written about where you live. And it's like, why yeah. do you go to them all? And I, I don't get anything. Move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to uh, do that. Just, just so I can have songs written about my, where I live. Yeah. yeah, I think you need to write the songs yourself, Fran. Yeah, yeah that's the, the solution. Get your guitar out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we can slate it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Why not? Okay. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Um, There's two albums left. Do either of you want to talk about any of these in particular? Like, I can can start. Jump in. Yeah. With with TV Priest. Okay. Because I feel like I feel bad for Sam. (laughs) 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 I, I, I nominated this. And I feel like I won't nominate another post-punk album in a while because it's just this is just the same <laughs> old stuff. <laughs> and I I love this genre of music, and I can I enjoy it. But I know there's a like there's a glut of it around at the moment. Mm. And does this stand out? No, <laughs> no. Um, it's pretty generic. It it doesn't have much interesting to say. I would. I, the, the reason I was kind of interested in hearing this because after that last album, I was feeling that they might do something a little bit more interesting or pop. Like I could tell there was some like more poppy undertones to it, and I was hoping that they'd lean into that and maybe even go like towards Jap androids or something like that. Um, and instead, they kind of doubled down on all of the things that make post punk post punk. Um, and so it's it's like. It's interesting, and I I enjoyed listening to this album, but does it does it um, does it do anything 
different to some of this. Like, there's some really great stuff going on at the moment in this field, um, and it's and it doesn't. I think it's solid, but it doesn't have anything that's like stands out. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I I, I just I was, sorry, Sam. <laughs> I was, I, you should, you know you should be. I was going to say the, the, the hardest turn now would be if you loved it, and that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I don't that's, think that's going to happen. It's an, that's I'm not even going to. Not the case. I'm not going to do the thing where I pretend to like it because this was <laughs> this was rough. This I every time I listened to it, I was like, I've got to find <laughs> something. There's got to be something on here that I go, yeah, I can understand why Fran and Matt will like this for this. Mm. But it just has nothing. It, there's, there's nothing going on on this that's interesting. It's so boring and dull and bland. Like, and but you've just described it, it. It's doing what other people are doing well, but just with no personality at all. There's just nothing. I got nothing about what what they the band are. I've got nothing about what they feel about things. I got I got nothing from any of it. It's so repetitive and endless. Um and yeah, so th- this this is part of why the reason why I think I enjoyed the Katie Lang <laughs> album more because I was like, thank God this is <laughs> happening now because you've got an hour of this. Oh it's yeah, I I only wrote I wrote two notes um and that's it. <laughs> it's just I can't tell you anything about what songs were different to each other. It was th- there's so many albums that we've listened to that are, are, would be classed as post punk. Listening to this, I didn't even think of that because it was just it didn't even have that identity. It was mm. so lifeless. <laughs> so yeah, not yeah. not not a good time. Not a fan. Fair no. enough. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'd listened to these guys before. I listened to last year's album, and I did not rate last year's album at all. Um, they did feel like another entrant into this really crowded market that's getting a bit too crowded even for me at the minute um the indie rock slash post-punk and they didn't like matt said do anything to stand out in that way i kind of expected to feel the same about this album and 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 i did for a a while you know but it did grow on me a little bit um i think it's a definite step up from the first one i think really yeah yeah i did well i I didn't like the first one at all and i think this is better i think to disagree with sam about nothing there'd been nothing to it i think what what they do have is they are a very tight band they do sound Mm. tight together um the the rhythm section is is, well they sound the song sound you know the the rhythm section is you know there is a pulse there is a drive to all the songs but like you say there's no personality that's the difference it's kind of yeah it's got they've got the makeup of a good band they can play and the you know there were a couple of songs that stood out unraveling was okay the breakers was okay and it was beautiful it was okay um and that yeah i do think there's the making there but there isn't a personality there isn't a sort of um something to keep you coming back so i think it warranted a good few listens if i was at a festival and they weren't clashing with someone i'd go and watch them i think they maybe be better live than they are on record um but there is a lot of this around um, but for me, I think the rate of improvement between album one and two is pretty big. I, I really didn't like the first one. Um, so I suppose maybe by album three, they'll be, they'll be the best band in the world. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> it's not an album I'll be going back to. Um, even though, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it while I was listening. I feel like I've been really negative apart from Muna so far. And I actually quite liked this playlist, but, um, yeah, not a great album. Let's stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got one left. 
um, Hercules and Love Affair. Yeah. Matt, do you want to talk about this one as well, or do you want to do want to talk about this one, Fran? I can go. Yeah. Um, you go, Fran. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this album. Um, I think it's great. Um, I could sort of leave it there, but I don't think that'd be very interesting on a podcast if I just stopped talking. Now. So, um, but yeah, generally, I enjoyed every element of this album. I was sure Matt was going to pick this for his question about um, who you'd want to see live because I want mm-hmm. to see them live really badly. Yeah. Um, I think it's dark. I think it's moody. It's grimy. And yet it feels really vibrant as well. I think it's a really interesting mix. Um, the instrumentation is lush as hell and the production just makes everything feel so crisp and so close. Um, I think even when I tried to put this on in the background when I was working on something, I just would get drawn into it. Um, I think it's incredibly atmospheric, really captivating. I I couldn't stop listening to it. Um, And then, you know, the first time I listened, a bit like with Billy Woods popping all over the Elucid album, uh, Anonhi was just everywhere on this album. Um, And she really did add to it for me. Like she featured on several of my favorite songs. I think Contempt For You is my favorite thing anywhere on this playlist. I I love that song. It's just so cutting and and the instrumentation is so dark. I love Killing His Family. I love Christian Prayers. They're both huge songs. Um, But yeah, the whole thing really grabbed me. I think all the vocal performances are great. And I've said this before on the podcast, podcast, like when I can't think of anything to compare an album to, and I like it. That's always really interesting to me. And I, I didn't have anything to compare it to. It felt really unique. And yeah, the only other thing I want to mention is is the percussion. Um, the percussion's just incredible all the way throughout and just really drives the, drives the album forward. So yeah, I mean, I from the name of the band, I thought this was going to be another one that I had no interest in because <laughs> um, it sounds like they're going to be something awful. But I, I thought it was a, a really, really good album. Um, really glad you picked it, Matt. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to jump in, Matt? Sure, sure. And I also like this album a lot. I, yeah, I picked this because I'd heard one other song, like, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, (laughs) which was an absolute, like, dance banger. Right. (laughs) Like, this electronic song that was was amazing, but it was so, like, dancey. Um, Also with a no-name. And when this album started, I was like, whoa, this is quite different, but really interesting. Um, and after the first song, I was like, "Is I?" Because uh, James, the, uh, another picky bastard, on our WhatsApp group, when I said I was going to pick this, said Fran is going to hate. Yeah, it. yeah, I remember that. And then the first song came on, and I was like, "This is basically a national song," <laughs> <laughs> um, and like in a good way, most like the vibe and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't really pick up on that. The but... drums, mm. um, it's very like akin to that, and it, it doesn't stay that, yeah. stay that for the the album. I was like, well, maybe, maybe there's a chance. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, uh, connected. Yeah, big um, But yeah, it was. I think it was interesting. Interesting album as, as a whole. I like. I felt like initially I was making a lot of comparisons to the Sasami album just because it was mm. so like switching every every song, and um, it felt almost like all of the the songs with a none could maybe be one EP, and all of the songs that they did with themselves could be another another ep but the more i listened to it the more i felt like it actually congealed together and mm. though though a little bit disparate at times it actually worked together and it, it was broadly pretty like haunting and like mm. aggressive and confrontational but also bittersweet um um so yeah i i generally really really uh I liked the album. It was it was uncomfortable at times. The song you mentioned, um, 
Contempt for you. Contempt for you, where they, yeah. uh, like she's repeatedly using the F slur. It's like, there's a mm. lot to just be casually having on in the background. But mm. like it, the vibe of that song, it's so moody and uh, angry. It's it still like, it, it still works. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot more effective than like when Kendrick tried to do that. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, uh, yeah, as an album, I was yeah both surprised but uh, ple- pleasantly surprised by this album. Good yeah. stuff. Um, okay, I'll go last and I'll kind yeah. of destroy the good the good feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went into this like Matt did. I think expecting a dance record because. Mm. I've heard Hercules and Love Affair remixes of other people's songs and they do not sound like this. Um, and that I've heard that song as well, the, the other one that they had with Anoni. I think they've done yeah. quite a lot with Anoni. I think yeah. that that's a collaboration that's been a, a thing for a while. Um, and yeah, so I was like, okay, we're going to get some, we're going to get some bangers. And then this album is like, it's just not at all what I thought it would be. Mm. And, I, I do think it is too disparate. And I, I think part of the problem is that Anoni is on like every other song. So yeah. it feels like you're jumping between two different albums. And the the songs, I don't think they do have any existence together. I I think the other bits sound like a completely different band. Um, the there were bits that I've written down the national as well. Like, I don't know if it's the vocalist or if it's something mm. else going on. Um, but it, it does feel way more of, of that sort of thing. And there's a, the, the first song with an Oni um, called One. That's like by far the most enjoyable thing. And I was really up for it at that point. Um, but I just didn't get the rest of it. I, I, I found, I actually found that my enjoyment of Anoni's performance and the lyrics and her uniqueness of performing these songs was actually like clouding my enjoyment of the whole album and mm. um, that it was making me think I was enjoying it a bit more than I was. <laughs> and then as I would listen to it more, I'd be like, this is really droning and, and doesn't really go anywhere. Um, I'm shaking my yeah, head so much. I, I know. And I'm, I'm really <laughs> surprised that both of you really enjoyed this. Cause when I did the question, the questions for that second question uh, for the, yeah, the second question, yeah, of, um, least engaging. Least engaging. That I was thinking this one genuinely, <laughs> um, because no. like I, I just found myself it really hard to switch onto it. Um, and if I didn't like Anoni's performance and voice, I think I really wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. Um, so yeah, I, I think my expectations were a bit higher for this. So mm. I enjoyed it way more than the TV Priest album. That was trash, but. Um, <laughs> But I think, yeah, I think I had a bit of a higher expectation for it. Yeah, um, yeah I did read a review that said it was a drastic change for. Yeah, I was expecting a dance it's, record. It's, they were dance. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, yes. which is probably why James said I was going to hate it when we were talking about it in on the WhatsApp group. But I think um, it's a good change, even though I've not heard anything from before. I can guarantee it's a good change in my in my view because I, I, I do wish it was a dance record. I. Fran, you should listen to Blind. That's the big, like the big song, and see okay. what you think, just so yeah, you can yeah. get a reference point. Because <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, also yeah. it's a it's a, an amazing song. Yeah, well, I'd read yeah. about when I read the review that I read recently, um, realizing that they were previously quite, you know, a very dancey band. I was like, 
if I go to their gig, is it going to be like, I can't, I, I really like the Moona and the Hercules and Love Affair albums this month, but I don't think I can go to either gigs because all the rest of it is probably going to be, I'm probably going to hate it. So um, I might request they just play this album. Do you think? Just bring, bring your earplugs. Yeah, <laughs> can do that. can do that. Yeah. But I never, yeah, I never got the national link that you guys. That's oh, interesting. I think it's I that think guy that sang. He sounds really similar to. I yeah. can hear it. Now it's you're also the, it. the drums and the bass. The way it's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, it's very. I think like, maybe that's where the percussion paced. stood out to me. Yeah, like um, yeah, yeah, and that first song, Grace, which is him, and the one you said sounds like the national. I can, I can hear it. That song's just been in my head all month. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe you just need to like the national more sound. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's see. <laughs> see, it was, it was like episode two when I did the Why I Love on the National. You're not it doing two, it again. It was two different hosts, no. so I feel like it could come no. back, right? No. Um, no. Finally win some over. Nope. Yeah. No. No. Okay. I'm the host. I get to decide today. <laughs> um, let's I'm going to tell you that let's... it's someone else next time and then just sneak the National. <laughs> the let's talk about the playlist as a whole. Um, mm. I didn't intend for it to be like what feels like a pride special mm, um yeah. other than tv priest and elucid it was very like kind of like lgbt focused which was. um it's good but mm, i actually yeah. thought the playlist itself was quite long and boring um so that wasn't good <laughs> um yeah i that that section of hercules and love Fair, followed by tv priest like, that was long. It's like two hours of my You're life welcome. every time. So I ended up <laughs> not being able to listen to the whole playlist. Um, yeah, I just used to have to put the individual albums on because I just couldn't do it. Um, but it sounds like you really enjoyed it, Fran. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, a lot. There was um, well, two albums that I really, really do like. I mean, I, I bought Hercules and Love Affair. Um, Muno, I really, really enjoyed a lot more than I expected. A Lucid, I enjoyed. Um, TV Priest on and off Katie Lang I've forgotten it already so it's okay but um yeah great I thought it was a very good playlist one of one of the best for quite a while for me what about you Matt yeah I, I thought it was good um for me it's like like a lot of the times I found it some days it was really hard to listen to anything on here and other days I wanted to listen to everything um but but it was uh yeah I think it was pretty good top half cool okay Okay, so we're going to do My Why I Love now. Um, So I don't know how many of these I've done now, um, but this one, I've said it's Why I Love George Michael, but it really isn't. Um, I'll get on to him in a second, but it's kind of more why I love and why I owe all of my love of music to my mum. Okay. If if you heard if you heard the way my mum talks about music that she loves and her like experience of going to live shows growing up and all of that stuff, you, you'd be convinced you're talking to me. Um, <laughs> basically, everything everything that I end up being passionate about with music, it just all comes all comes from her. Um, I owe like all my music taste to my mum. Her appreciation of like big iconic performers like Freddie Mercury and Shelley Bassey and like her love of, as she describes like proper bands, which ends up just being anything with a guitar. Um, <laughs> like, but like, but like stadium rock bands like U2 or like, like Oasis. Um, and then like the more left field side. So like lots of prog rock um, lots of dance music um, and then like icons like Kate Bush and Bowie and Annie Lennox, P- 
York, Phil Collins, like all these icons that I've grown up with. Um, but there's always been this thing of like, she's always looking for new music and she's always interested in what what's happening and it clearly loves performers and clearly loves new music. So that's kind of where I've got all of this from. Um, I've gone to loads of gigs with my mom and we've shared so many amazing moments at gigs. Um, we went, we were at Adele recently um, and even throughout the day seeing the new artists that my mum didn't know, like mm. Mahalia and Casey Musgraves and stuff and going, you'd really like this, you'll really like this song and stuff. It's just, it, it, I'm so connected to her with, with the way that I listen to music. And in all that time, there's no one that comes to the same level as George. Okay. And he has been the one that's like the most important artist and in in my house in our house growing up um we just we would know him just as george like it would be put george on um which i don't think anyone else refers to him by like one name um because it's quite a common name um but yeah it in terms of him there's no it's hard to think of people that have had so much of an impact on kind of pop culture and on the music industry itself um and yeah unlike these other icons that i would put him next to unlike bowie and unlike kate bush or unlike elton john or someone like that he really hasn't released he didn't release that much music like in mm. terms of the longevity of the career through multiple decades through the 80s the 90s the 2000s he only had two albums with wham and four solo albums that were original music. Wow. So six albums worth. So wow, that surprises And me. across that yeah. time, the hit rate is just staggering. Like the mm. number of hits and the number of iconic songs that have been from the Wham days, from the early days of him going solo, th- right through to the more recent stuff. I could have done so many different playlists um, about it. But for me, the nothing comes close to this album as as a singular piece so he's claimed it's his greatest work um and it's very hard to disagree with that um it really is um i don't want to ramble on more but i really want to add some context when when you talk about this album and in the context of when it came out in 95 95 um he'd come off the back of um in the in 1990, his album Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1, had come out. And then there was a massive legal battle with Sony over how he felt that the record contracts had been stifling and um, were stifling creativity for artists and were basically ruining artists' lives. Um, the record company, on the other hand, was saying, you need to make this, you need to do this. So it was huge. it was huge news at the time. Um, and it went on for years and years. Um, but while this was happening, he'd he'd fallen in love with, with someone um, and had kind of finally come to terms with being gay. Um, and this man, Anselmo, um, they were, he was only with him for like six months or something. Um, and so early on in the relationship, um, Anselmo um, found out he was HIV positive. And it, it was, there's a really, he did a really interesting film on this, um, like a documentary film just before he died. Um, 
where he goes into this whole thing of all of these things happening at once. There's this moment where he's perform he's performing on stage at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, knowing that his partner, the love of his life that he is just completely in love with, um, is on the other side of the world dying of this disease that he's on stage saying we need to promote and we need to get more money for this and trying to pay tribute to Freddie. Um, and it, there's so much emotion in there. And for me, this album, you can hear it on the whole of the album. Um, it's so lived in the experience of every moment on it. And, and it comes across in both the the really sad ballads and then also the really up-tempo songs. So I need to start with them um, because obviously a song like Fast Love, we're talking about like a hit, like Fast Love is so undeniable of a hit single. Mm. It's huge. It's it's ridiculously huge. One of the biggest, biggest songs of the 90s. And it's so specifically about cruising and going <laughs> cruising and... <laughs> And the kind of loneliness that that brings out of certain people and how it can kind of spiral into it. But the need and the want and the desire to go and get some sex. And it's, mm. it's so weird when you think about the juxtaposition of of that being such a massive hit. But I, it, I can't think of any other pop single that's so well produced, that's so so expertly crafted. Um, and that, that's one thing about this album is that he, he wrote, produced, sang, pretty much did everything himself and um, there was a handful of other people and some um, musicians involved but he it's pretty much entirely him and um, and there's a moment on that song near the end just before it kicks into like the final version of the bridge and it's like it's like worlds colliding. It's just so good. Mm. It's the so well produced. Um, it's just one of the, for me one of the greatest moments in like pop music, um, and the lyric that comes after it that in the absence of security, I make my way into the night. Yeah. Stupid Cupid keeps on calling me, and I see loving in his eyes. It it kind of sums up. It's so beautifully written, and it's so he's so in command of the lyrics, um, and everything feels placed and yet natural, like like a conversation, like he's talking to you. Um, mm. And you feel that on so many of the other songs. Um, Spinning the Wheel is, is another one where um, it so directly talks about kind of casual sex and ca it being the dangers of that at the time and, and of, of being kind of like, you're doing this and then it, it affects me directly that you could come back and you could give it to me. Um, and it's, it's so interesting thinking about when this album came out, like George Michael still wasn't out and um, he wouldn't yeah. be out until he was outed by the papers after, I mean, he was arrested for being, um, for basically public indecency in a bathroom, which was a whole mm. thing um, that <laughs> blew up. Um, but that was years later. That was after this album came out. And it's really interesting when you listen in context and think anyone listening must have known what this was talking about because it's so clearly mm. there. And it it's so interesting listening so many years on. Um, as someone who sees this and other people who who knows people that it's like, have gone through this similar situation or, or that it has this lived experience. Um, and it's really interesting for me. I, I'm like, I grew up listening to this album when I was so young and it 
becomes more and more relevant the more I fall in love with it. And I, I do feel like I, I love this even more than I ever have every single time I hear it. Um, so then outside of those moments, you've got the, the, the ballad moments, things like Jesus to a child and older, and they just feel like timeless songs. Um, I, it's probably the first record that I ever remember, like hearing all of the time where I would sit in the room and listen to it. Um, like I would make sure that I was kind of, when I heard that my mum would put it on, I'd go and sit in the room with her and listen to this because I really liked it. Um, but you listen back and it's like, it's so heartbreaking, these songs. Mm. I think You Have Been Loved is is the peak moment. It's, it's so emotional and it's so directly about Anselmo and that, um, the, the, the kind of storyline of, of meeting his mother at, at her son's funeral and kind of their, their shared grief and dealing with that. Um, it's just so poignant and powerful. Um, and especially when you think that he's talking so directly about a lived experience that no one knew at the time um, when the album came out and yet you can hear it in the record. Um, mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that these are his greatest songs. I think there's earworms in here, the songwriting craft. He does it like no one else can. Um, I think it's frustrating when I think that we only got four albums like this. The, the All yeah. of his solo records are really, really good. But it's just like, I, why couldn't we have had more? But that, that wasn't what he was about. That's, he, mm. he, he was on his own journey, really, and it kind of did whatever he wanted to do, um, which is part of the thing. I, I just want to end on kind of the, the final experience of, of this album, of uh, listening to it, where... It'll it'll always stay with me. Um, we it was Christmas Day and we were um, we were at our, uh, some family with some family round um, at their house, um, and I was with my mum and dad. And then the news broke that George Michael had passed away, mm-hmm. and um, I could tell that it really hit my mum. And. Um, It's really hard to kind of. Sorry, I'm getting upset now. I don't know why. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Emotional moment, isn't it? That's what music's about, I suppose. Well, exactly. That's that's what I'm trying yeah. to get across. It's like other people don't get what it kind of means to you. Yeah. And yeah. Either way, we we basically we went home and we just put this on end to end. Um. I just all sat and chatted about what it meant to us and what, mm. um, how important these songs were. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I didn't want to end on a downer. Now I have. Um, <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> it's not downer, about, yeah, it's not you downer. guys, you guys talk about this um, because clearly I love it, and yeah. I wanted you to both listen to it. Who do you um, want to go to? Let's go to Matt. Cool. Well, firstly, that's that was thank you for sharing. That was, yeah, yeah. it's definitely like Farrah said, it's definitely not a downer. It's about this is all about music and how mm. much it means to us and celebrating it. And that's what that was. Um, yeah, so I like to get into to get into the album. I, I was 
kind of surprised almost i feel like my mum also had this album and would play it like wasn't obsessed with it but would frequently play it and so i thought like i I knew a lot of the songs that play on the radio and things like that uh, as well and then like listening to this and actually paying like paying attention a lot more um there was a lot more surprises in here Mm. um than i was expecting um, I thought it was going to be just like, oh, it's George Michael. I know who George Michael is. <laughs> I like I like his music well enough, but it's also not my bag most of the time. And so like some of the times it was like, oh, I'm listening to this is very poppy. It reminds me of the 90s. I'm thinking about Sting and Robbie Williams and things like that. Um, but then as I actually like paid more, more and more attention, like um, you could feel like how much, like you say, there was a lot of care put into adding a lot of elements I didn't expect to the songs. And so, like, I didn't, as always, didn't dig into the lyrics, but, like, a song you mentioned, like, Spinning the Wheel, like, he's mixing, like, clarinet with this, like, pretty bold brass music and then also scratching. Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> works. <laughs> and it, it has just, like, almost like a trip-hoppy vibe. And I was yeah. just like, this is musically a lot more daring and interesting than I was expecting for this just oh it's a pop classic it's 90s so it's just going to be shiny and simple easy music um and it it wasn't that um and similarly like um, i think was the strangest thing yeah i had like big synths Mm -hmm. and it it sounded almost like it has that kind of 80s synth vibe which i i always um gel with um and then yeah like going back to like Big, big hit like fast love it's like you said it's it's pretty irresistible um and though at times it did make me think of men in black because of the, yeah, the same, sample. same sample yeah <laughs> um it was still it was still very fun to listen to um and there were there were moments i was less into um obviously i think um some of his vocals i'm just not jamming with um when it's very rich and glossy and stuff like that but that i i don't think like that was the important part for me anyway and so i think i wasn't expecting to get anything from listening to this to be honest because i was just like i i've listened to this before i know what he is and there was a lot more under the surface than i bargained for and like hearing what you're you're talking about as well that's so much context to this that i have Mm. no idea about yeah yeah Yeah, i I, I think the, the film would be a really interesting watch, even if you have just kind of... Because uh, all of those things were happening at the same time. And yeah. it's kind of like this like build-up and build-up to then him taking Sony to court and eventually losing, but them going, well, we can't keep him on. We have to get rid of his contract. So he lost the court case, but actually got out of the contract in the end. Um, but it was huge news at the time and all of that was happening right after he'd just lost Anselmo. And it was it's like, it adds all of this context to this record. This was his first one for like eight years or something. This, And then was his biggest hit in the UK. This is by yeah. far his biggest success here. Did nothing elsewhere. Did nothing in America. No um, like it, over here, I think there was seven top five singles like mm. it was like insane like the huge amounts of success um that 
carried him over for like two years worth of of being on the radio. So so much of the album is so well known. Um but it it was it just sort of was a thing here, um, which mm. is kind of interesting. interesting. Yeah, um, that's really interesting. Because it yeah. doesn't feel like like it's doesn't feel like super British or mm. no no. It, it it feels very just interesting and of a little bit of its time, but it's like very poppy and appealing. Yeah. What what did you think, Fran? I mean, the, the thing that's making me sad is realizing when you're talking about the um, the big news story around the record contract. I'm, I'm just realizing I'm old enough that I remember all that quite clearly. I was I was yeah. sort of twelve when this came out, and, and you're talking about it as if it's ancient news that nobody it is ancient news. Remember, yeah. but I remember it all really clearly. And I also remember, and the reason I was kind of when you picked when you said you were going to pick George Michael, and I think I said it at the end of the episode last time with, with um, Fat Roland, I, I did feel I would like this because I remember the song um, Jesus to a Child really yeah. clearly. And I remember even as a 12-year-old really, really liking that song. Um, and, and and yeah, as it pans out, kind of this, this there's a lot more to him in this album than I kind of expected. Um, you know, the poppier, more famous stuff, Wham! Um, not really my cup of tea, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but there's a lot to this album that I, I really enjoyed. I think... The, the command of his voice and the tone of his voice um, and, and just, you know, he knows how to write a song. I really do like the opening trio um, yeah. of songs, particularly Jesus to a Child still. Um, I don't know if that's a nostalgia thing because I remember it well, but, uh, and Fast Love <laughs> is, is great. Um, I like The Strangest Thing and Star People later on as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I need to go back to it after listening to your what you've just told us about it and the context because... I know you said that you know it's it's hard to miss that stuff around the um you know the the HIV and and and, and you know the things he was experiencing, but it, I did miss that and I, I did kind of um. But I th- I, th- I, th- I think what's interesting is that it's like it's there and yet it's not. Yeah. So well, yeah, it's I could feel the emotion it in it. So... I could feel the emotion of it, but I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't have the context, I suppose. And I think yeah. going back, it, it might. I might because there were parts of the album that dragged a little bit for me. Um, you know. Some of it towards the end felt a little bit. It was. It's quite long considering it's only eleven songs. Yeah, it is. It, it, he really like some of the songs are very long. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think if maybe now going back in with a little bit more context, the things that the parts that didn't grab me as much, maybe now I understand what it's about a bit more. Will grab me more. But but yeah, for me the highlights are really high. Um, there's some great songs here, and it's definitely improved my opinion of George Michael as an artist. I already had a pretty good opinion of him as a as a human because I've, I've listened to him speak on certain chat shows and I've listened to his, you know, his politics and, and he was pretty on it. You know, he was a pretty, he was a pretty yeah. decent person. I so I already had a high opinion of him, but not his music. So now I kind of have gotten, yeah, I enjoyed this. So my opinion of his music's improved. Yeah. I, I, d- I didn't even go into any of that, obviously as a, for me as like a, a person in the music scene, it's just like mm. he would, that's part of why I feel like he's so missed because he yeah. was so essential to yeah, it challenged things to, as to well, challenging think, things to yeah, be to yeah, holding yeah. the government to account no matter who was in yeah. charge. Um, like I think it'd be interesting if, if you got anything from this album. I'd I'd give the follow up, which was an even longer wait. I mean, that was like <laughs> it was like fifteen years or something until his oh, like wow. next full length um, original album called Patience. Um, and there's a few songs on there where he's like Good di- directly <laughs> yeah. talking to um, like 
basically shout, complaining about the Iraq war and kind of mm. like directly talking about George Bush and Tony Blair and all of this stuff. And it's like, it was a really like controversial thing at the time. And then there's other songs that are kind of like in a post um, outing world where he's very clearly talking about sex again. And as a, mm. I don't know how old he would have been at that point, like 40 something, um, was quite daring to do that still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's as, as a personality, he's just, yeah unlike anyone else and it's so important to music i think i, I do i do yeah. think he is one of the most important artists that we've we've ever had um especially in this country um i think yeah and and it just clearly had a really big impact on on a lot of people and on on me and my family um mm, yeah. so that that was why I kind of had to do it as a shout out to my mum because yeah. I'd be I'd be kidding you if I I was like oh he's my favorite artist ever because mm. um, it's not it's my mum's favorite artist and that's why it's such a big connection to me that's that's the that's the thing for me um, I'm yeah. glad you both yeah. really enjoyed it um, that there's definitely other things I would go to um, and just not I, last Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Don't go <laughs> yeah. I, I to be honest, I, as someone who loves George Michael, I'm like I avoid Wham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I don't really listen to Wham very much. Um, and there's definitely stuff he's done that isn't as good. Mm. Um, but but yeah, th- that's why I picked an album because this is so monumental yeah. to me. Not a good choice, I think. Um, yeah, that was great. So yeah, okay, and um, that's gone on for a while. So I'll shut up. Um, I think that wraps up episode 56. Uh, Next time, if you know what day it is, you might be able to predict what we're going to do. But yeah, we will be doing the Mercury Prize shortlist. Um, I'm not reading them out because there's 12 of them. Um, But the usual suspects are going to be on there that we've talked about before. So expect more talking about Little Sims and self-esteem <laughs> and Yard Act. We've not covered yeah. the self-esteem though, have um, we? So have that, we not? That, not this one, not this album. No. Nope. Um, so that will it'll be, yeah. Yard, yeah, there are a few. Um, and we'll talk about some jazz. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure you read some of the articles over on Pickabees. Um, there's been some really good ones actually recently. There's been a bunch of blind taste tests that mm. are all great actually. Um, and I'm not just saying that. Um, they are actually good I did read them um, but we will be back in a few weeks time with the Mercury Prize episode and um, so yeah we'll leave it there goodbye everyone see you then bye. cheers everyone bye, bye. bye.